Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another special edition of This Week in Marvel, another Age of Ultron podcast. Me and I am your host, Ben Morse, editor of Marvel.com. And with me, as always, is the king of the ages of Ultron, the the uh, wizened ruler of the realities many. And that is, of course, Age of Ultron editor and Marvel Senior VP Executive Editor, Tom Brevoort. Hello, Ben. Hello, Tom. Hello. We're in a different locale. We're in your office. Yes. The site of, it's, this is kind of our alternate podcast location. We've changed, like, like the past and it's the future, true. we have changed our environment. And yep. Everything is different now. It's a yep. whole different perspective we should really on record, this process. We should record them all in here. Your office is much nicer than the room we usually <laughs> record in. It's just a matter of... It's a little of, colder, though. It is a little chilly, but it's also we have to move all your furniture around and kind of disrupt your process, but... Then that's good. Uh, for, that, that, that's, it's clearly worth it to you. Well, to me, absolutely. No question. <laughs> the only thing I am afraid of is I always look over at the crowbar you have hanging on your window and remember the one time that you destroyed that radiator <laughs> back during our <laughs> Avengers vs. X-Men podcasts when Niccolo just went one step too far. It's, uh, we do what we have to do. We do what we have to do. All right, so... Here on the podcast, we have reached the penultimate chapter of the Age of Ultron. Yes, indeed, number nine. In fact, nine. the the book is done. I've seen I've seen the PDF of the final issue. But have you seen it in bags? I've not seen it in bags. You want to talk about that? It's for a second? got bags. You can see right. if you look behind you up on the shelf. There it is. Yeah, they are. They are in bags. Because as we know, bags yeah. make everything better. And there's nothing Tom Brevoort likes to do more than to put comics in bags. Oh, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> Still remember when when uh, when that Fantastic Four issue where Johnny Storm died came out and you were just chomping at the bit. Put it in the bag. Get that sucker in a bag. I can't wait to get one of these and put it in another bag. Double bag it. So it can have its own bag with the go. bag. I keep the bag in pristine shape. Yeah, it's perfect. It's it like, is it's, truly it's like, a thing of wonders. It's like 1992 all over again. It's like me thinking I'm going to pay my college tuition <laughs> just like I did back then. But we have a lot going on in Age of Ultron number 9. Age of Ultron number 10, of course, will be out not this week, but next week. Yep. And then we've got... But it's all done. Yes, it is done. We've got Age of Ultron 10 AI and... and AI? All sorts of other things to talk about. And but that's... 10 UC. UC. Is that still 10 UC? Uh, well, it was 10 UC when we solicited right. it, at least, so... Yeah, I don't know if it still is. It'll always be 10 UC to me. Yeah. It's basically just... It's, it's the barcode age of comics, where it's just <laughs> a lot of numbers and letters yeah. just in sequence, but... We can keep them all straight. We, uh, you know, we like to keep one step ahead of the competition in the right. way that we number and label our comics, yep. so as to give them something to pursue. Yep, we know what they'll be doing in a year. <laughs> um, so, before we get to all those good numbers and letters, though, let's talk about Age of Ultron Book Nine, which opens in the kind of age of Morgan Le Fay, for lack of a better term. Right. Still there. Age of No Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Devastating Brandon Peterson art depicting when we left off the Shield Helicarrier. Was it the Shield Helicarrier? Or is it just basically the Helicarrier? Well, it was a, it, got was, to that. it was a Helicarrier. Yeah, there were more than one. We crashed right. two of them into one another. Several of them crashed. They rained down on New York City. Uh, Morgana Le Fay's army was kind of destroying everything. And then we opened to a splash of all the heroes in even worse shape. Ben Grimm, who had already had like big. <laughs> rivets in him now has just holes all over his body and our man Wolverine who came from the Age of Ultron timeline 
is waking up five days later and seeing all this. Yep. Um, my first question is what happened in the five days while Wolverine was unconscious <laughs> and healing? Because it seems like we had this big explosive crash and then pick up five days later. Uh, what did, did things continue to get worse, or did they just kind of plateau well, there? Well, was there? that big explosive crash that pretty much wiped out just about everybody, and it took Wolverine five days mm-hmm. to heal back up from it. I mean, yep. we see his his uh, his leg is burned down to a skeleton around page two or three, mm-hmm. um, and before he topples over and passes out, and it takes him five days to put himself back together to the point where he can get back up and uh, see what has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing good has happened in nothing the last good. five days. So presumably just, you know, the stuff we don't sound seeing is just more more ransacking, more kind of pillaging and... More Carnage and devastation. And, yes. Um, now the only other person still kicking is Tony Stark, who's barely kicking. he's not kicking because yeah. he has no <laughs> he has legs. He has no legs. Well played, Brie Boy. <laughs> he's thrashing he is, a little bit. He is there. Yes. He's lying there, a pile of circuits and a head... Uh, he's the only one still around, and basically, basically, says to Wolverine, "This is all terrible. I cannot imagine a world worse than this." But then turns it around and says, "I know what you're thinking. You're going to go back in time again. You're going to try to change it again. Don't go back in time and change it again. There's a reason we don't do that. Everything gets worse. You can see you already made it worse. Um, why? Why does Tony have this?" This kind of hardline Santa. I mean, he's he's dead. The whole world is dead, and he doesn't want Wolverine to kind of do the Hail Mary play, where his time travel has always been in the past. Kind of like you know, we can go there, but why is it now that? He's well, just there's like, no. yeah, there's there's time travel and there's time travel. Sure, uh, you know, the time travel in the past has been fine, but going back into the past and monkeying around with mm-hmm. the natural course of history and, the, and events has has never been. Um, you know, in the same way that in the, the Age of Ultron timeline, uh, Tony and, and Cap and everybody dismissed Wolverine's plan as, no, that's that, that's crazy, it will not work, let's not do that, we'll go into the future and fight Ultron. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in this changed uh, present timeline, uh, Tony recognizes that, that the same thing is still true, that nothing good will come of funking around with, uh, with the past in this manner. So even though everything is bad and awful, worse things could happen if you go back mm-hmm. and, uh, and try and uh, dogleg it. And it seems pretty, not that that stops Wolverine. Yeah, and I want to get to that in a sec. But it seems pretty. <laughs> it almost seems very ominous uh, the way Tony is just like you know, we've already pushed it to the breaking point this far. Like how how ominous is that in the sense that like. We've, we've kind of said there are consequences coming for all that's going on. Well, there's only one issue left, so it's yeah. relatively ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's... Uh, uh, you, you view it in the context. Mm-hmm. Um, even at this point, you know, even with uh, pretty much all the science heroes destroyed and mm-hmm. Morgan Le Fay and uh, magic and... and uh, 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 you know, a sort of societal dark age descending over the planet. Uh, Tony still recognizes that that's not a viable course of action. Right. Um, so uh, uh, the notion that Wolverine will then go and act on it is perhaps uh, not his best decision in the world. Well, let's circle around that now. And we've talked a lot in various podcasts about how 
Wolverine is such a key character in this story, not just because you know he's, he's a focal point of a lot of action, but because he is the only character who will make certain decisions if we've held things along. What is it, we've talked before about why he would be willing to go back and kill Hank Pym, things like that. What is it about Wolverine that just makes him refuse to listen to every <laughs> bit of logic that the time travel is at? He j- he's he just, a stubborn old man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that all there is to it? Or in my just, in my yeah. day in yeah. the 18, late 1800s, we didn't uh, cotton to know Namby Pamby. Yeah. We did it. We yeah. If we had to go back in time and do something, we did it. Yeah. I mean, is it really just the stubbornness that I can fix this? Or is there anything about that just, like, that he thinks, you know, I, I can just keep doing this and eventually I will get it right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's quite to that level. Right. But certainly... Uh, the the world that he's just gone through, he recognizes his his responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. He created it. He right. did this. But uh, there's also a sense that he doesn't really. And we'll get to. There's a change, but there is some point that he doesn't seem to understand consequences. <laughs> that he literally sees the consequences in front of his eyes, and someone like Tony, someone like Cap, they seem to get it. Mm-hmm. Their consequences reaction. What is it about the core of Wolverine's characters? Is just like. Is he just a character who doesn't really... He thinks about, you know, goal, execution, worry about the consequences later. I think he's definitely uh, more on the side. Not completely, but more on the side than some of those other guys of the, the end justifying the, the means. Mm-hmm. That, and and it, particularly if, if the means require him to do awful things as opposed to somebody else. Right. That, that Wolverine is a character who will go out and do bad things He'll so that, take that other people yeah. don't have to do bad things. Uh, and so, you know, here is, is an instance where everything that's happened uh, pretty much since issue six has happened because he did the things that he did. Uh, and so, in a very, uh, on a very personal level, I think he feels driven, regardless of the risks and the warnings, to try and repair right. the damage or some of the damage. Uh, that was done. Yeah. The difference now, though, is when he goes back again, he is now determined, okay, the best... He was hell-bent the first time he went back that there is no way to fix this without killing Hank Pym. Now he goes back and says, all right, I can't kill Hank Pym, and actually convinces... And this is where it gets complicated, because now we're doing it with two Wolverines, right. a Sue Storm, a Hank Pym, but Wolverine tries to convince his... This, more than anything, yeah. is why we put him... In the old Wolverine costume, right there. to distinguish, so you'd be able to tell them apart, as right. opposed to on the cover where they're both yeah, the they same, both look the same uh, uh, Wolverine. Yeah, um, and actually, because, I, you know, what, I'll sidetrack for a sec. Whose idea was using the retro Wolverine costume? That was Carlos. I, fi- I kind of yeah, figured that was Carlos. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe Brian asked for it, but uh, uh, Carlos thought, "Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll use the old Wolverine costume." That yeah, makes be. sense. And and yeah, that means that you could tell them apart in that in that sequence in a way that you probably wouldn't have been easily able to uh, otherwise if they were both wearing the same uh, right. the same duds. Yeah, all right, so then getting back, what was it, because Wolverine would not listen to anyone before who said you can't kill Hank Pym. What about seeing that future convince him, all right, I can't kill Hank Pym? Was it just seeing everything that would happen if you kill Hank Pym, or is there something deeper to it? Well, I think that... In the course of the, that conversation, uh, you know, his his older self convinces him not to kill Hank mm-hmm. because of the stuff that his older self has seen in this other, uh, 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 you know, other world, other other you know, 
fragmented future. Mm -hmm. uh, that was clearly a result of he killed Hank. So killing Hank results in that. Therefore, killing Hank not kill doesn't Hank. actually yeah. get you to the goal that you're trying to achieve. In a, in a larger sense, this is kind of one of the points of, of uh, the story, at least from where I'm sitting, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, you know that 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 Wolverine's sort of straight ahead trajectory, uh, and you know by that by that same token, some readers straight ahead trajectory sometimes, not necessarily in in the case of this story, but in some stories of why don't they just kill him, do this? Yeah. Why don't they just kill the dude? Yeah. Um, is not necessarily always the best course of action, and here. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, or a bunch of everybody who's told Wolverine, don't do this. Mm -hmm. uh, he went back, he did it anyway, and now he's seen the consequences of his action. He's lived through them uh, and has actually come back to uh, uh, prevent his younger self from, from doing that. Uh, and has been, you know, through enough awfulness that, you know, by the end of the issue... He doesn't want to go on and do any more. Right. So, so he he right. calls it quits before the the book is up. Yeah, um, and I do actually want to get back to that mm -hmm. in a sec. But first, I want to talk about speaking of characters who, it just seems like they're gonna do something no matter what. Hank Pym, kind of the thrust of what people have been saying throughout the series is that no matter what, he's gonna create Ultron it seems inevitable. As long as that idea is in his head, he's going to think he can do it right. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a fair assessment of Hank Pym, or is that just kind of these people in their worst-case scenario? I think, it's a, I think it's a fair assessment of human beings in general. That's not what I was going to say. It's not just Hank. It's no, really not everyone. even just Hank. You can't unring the bell. Once you've discovered something, once you've invented something, uh, you know, once it exists... Uh, you know, the world around us kind of shows you can't go back to before it existed. Mm -hmm. You know, you can create an atomic bomb and drop it and see the horror and devastation. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, when they set that atomic bomb off, there was a school of thought, which fortunately was not correct, mm -hmm. that setting it off would ignite the atmosphere and mm -hmm. might destroy everything. Yeah. And they blew it up they anyway. Yeah. Um, so very, very Wolverine-like. I don't care if the atmosphere is going to go up. We're 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 bombing Japan. Yeah. Um, but once it's there, once that genie is out of the bottle, you can't go back to a pre-atomic world. That knowledge, that 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 force, that thing, exists. It's out there. If you've yeah. gotten there, then other people can get there. Whether they do it by duplicating your process or by stealing your atomic secrets or you know whatever the you know the the, the the chain of events are, suddenly you've gone from a pre-atomic age to an atomic age. And it's the same sort of thing, I think, with Hank here. He can't not see yeah. what he has seen. Once he has that moment of inspiration and discovery as he's examining Dragon Man and figures this out and puts it together, it's, it's there. He can not act on it, but at some point it's going to get out right. and, and, and going to be unleashed. You've kind of crossed that threshold yeah. uh, and so uh, you know, on that level they're kind of they're kind of right right um, yeah it did strike me though as uh, I, I guess and this is kind of the nature of Wolverine as a character is I was like well you know he's being very harsh on Hank because I feel like anyone in that position it's it's hard once you have an idea you're gonna do yeah. it it's not just necessarily oh this guy this one stupid guy yeah it yeah. really is human nature but he I mean even even Wolverine in the course of this says you know you did you right. did good uh, you know, I'm sorry to have to, to 
yeah. ram my claws into you. Yeah. You did good stuff uh, too. You ought to know that yeah. before I cut yeah. you into little pieces. And certainly, pot, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, the, again, it's the it's the question from from Wolverine's standpoint of the greater good, right? And not just the greater good, but all of the experiences that he's been through, all the losses that that uh, he's suffered, that Hank can't even begin to imagine might come. Right. X number of years down the line, and certainly piling on Hank Pym and giving him a hard time is a Marvel tradition. As it was, anyway. <laughs> yes, that's, that's yes, what indeed. All, all Marvel, but killing do Hank that. doesn't solve your problems. No, that's that's let that be the lesson of Age of Ultron Nine. That is really his great his great redemption for all those people over the years who who piled on poor Hank. Um, Sue Storm does come into play, yes, um, and she's actually the one who basically comes up with more or less the solution of if we're not going to kill him what are we going to do right um i wouldn't say it's an unlikely source for this to come from sue's a very smart capable character but certainly not the first person you would think of that's going to solve the problem um other than the fact that she's there which may (laughs) be the answer right why is sue kind of the one who finally puts it together that this is what we need to do well uh, again there's only so many courses of action that you can take right you know if hank's got the 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 knowledge and information uh, and you can't get it out of him mm-hmm. and and you can't put it back in the bottle uh and you need for everything that happens between that point and what you think of as the present to happen as it uh had um your options are pretty limited right uh, it's not even as simple as, well, we'll take him and we'll put him in a box somewhere. Because mm-hmm. we need him to be around to fight in the pre scroll War and to to marry Janet Van Dyne and to do all of the things that he'll do. And we need there to be a vision that Ultron creates. So we need mm-hmm. there to be an Ultron. We need there to be, uh, you know, once you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, mm-hmm. um, Sue probably also has more practical experience with time travel than the other two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wolverine's traveled in time before, but for lack of a better term, he hasn't really been the one uh, driving the time machine. Mm-hmm. He, he's typically been along for the ride right. as the X-Men or whomever have gone on time travel adventures. And that's not to say that Sue was really necessarily driving the time machine yeah. either, but she was closer to that side. She of was more the, aware. She wasn't hanging in the back, polishing her claws, getting ready to pounce. <laughs> <laughs> she was, right. you know... Thinking about stuff, drinking, drinking a beer. Yeah, she, I, 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 yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't the thing. Yes, that, that he was, he was doing the Wolverine job when the FF went back in time. All right, getting back to something you brought up earlier, like you said, we got these two Wolverines, and the one who's been through everything, been through the age of Morgan and all that, just says, "All right, I'm done. I tap out." Wolverine, a character who has been through everything, he's been through the ringer. What does it take to get him to finally say, you got to put me out of my misery? Well, I, th- I think it's a couple things. One mm-hmm. is the recognition that no matter what happens, they can't go back to a world where there's more than one of them. Right. So somebody's, somebody's not getting to the other side of this in one piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think older Wolverine you know, owns his mistake in that case. Mm-hmm. He's the one that did kill Hank. He's the one that did create... Uh, the present and the, the the future sequence of events that we just lived through. Mm-hmm. He's the one that came back to, to to put it all right. If somebody, you know, among those guys has to go down for this, 
he's going to be the you know he's not going to he's not going to duck his responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. He's not going to put it on another guy. Frankly, it probably would have been smarter for him to go back and for younger Wolverine to be killed. Sure, but that's not that's not how Wolverine works. <laughs> that's not how this the, 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 this works. Right, he's, it's the ultimate extension of taking it all on himself. And yeah, uh, this is this is yeah on a certain level, it's the it's the samurai who right. is is uh, you know committing seppuku mm-hmm. uh, to make up for his own uh, dishonor. Right. So he he goofed it up. Uh, and so now he has to go into a cave and uh, and take his lumps. Yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking, you know, because of all the reality jumping and the time travel and everything else, that even though this is such a big thing, you know, Wolverine basically had to kill himself. There won't be any long-term consequences. Are we going to see kind of consequences for Wolverine for having to deal with this? Or well, is that something we have to wait and see? I, on? There's a whole other bagged issue to come. Yeah, there is a bagged issue. If nothing, it's in a bag. If nothing else, and I don't know how many other people have really thought about this, mm-hmm. if nothing else, this means that somewhere in the Savage Land, there's another adamantium skeleton mm. sitting there that. That, that somebody could... Uh, could come across and use for whatever purposes they might have for Very interesting. it. Interesting. So, uh, hmm. uh, you know, we've suddenly doubled the amount of uh, of adamantium bones uh, that are there. Very, very good point. All right, to end with that final page with Hank and Ultron, uh, where Ultron. People have been people have been asking for an Ultron appearance for and nine there issues. Is. There, there he is. is. It's young young Ultron. Kid <laughs> yeah. Ultron. Yeah, Kid Ultron. Kid Ultron, the, the giant vacuum yeah, cleaner. The character find of twenty thirteen. <laughs> um, I will I will bow and to again, your... Car- Carlos, very delighted to be able to really? draw Ultron one. Really? The, the big really excited for that. I mean, uh, you know, certainly Brian asked for, for mm-hmm. Ultron one. I asked for a throwback to that very first scene where uh, uh, you know, it, it got up or rolled up yeah. <laughs> on its crazy tripod. <laughs> but you know, I, th- I think Carlos really dug. You know, it's a look, cool it's looking a... little design. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's totally ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but, but there's something creepy about it mm-hmm. in 2013 that right. is just so out of, like, almost to the point where it's almost, in some ways, to me, scarier than the, the modern day Ultron, who looks like a person. This is like, what is this thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm about to your superior knowledge here because I, I have not read the original Ultron story or have not in a while. Is that the actual scene as it takes place, or was this kind of a? It's pretty much the, the 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 scene as it takes place. Okay. Yes. Um, there's a little bit more after that where Ultron blasts Hank Pym right. and erases his memory that Ultron exists and right. goes out into the world to improve himself. Right. Um, you know, when we find this all out after the fact, yes. that, that when yeah, Ultron yeah. first shows up, he's Ultron Five. Right. He's running the Masters of Evil. You see this in flashback. He does a whole crazy scheme involving uh, d- mind controlling Jarvis. Yep. And so he dressed up as the Crimson Cow. Yes, that, that he dressed up as yep. the Crimson Cow. Who, boy, the story. Yeah. You know, even as you, <laughs> even as you try and describe it, it makes no sense at all. Um, but but uh, you know, and then as they as they start to get to the bottom of who or what was. Uh, the vision after the vision shows up to uh, attack them. Yep. Uh, you know all this this stuff comes up about yeah yeah after after Dragon Man yep. the Dragon Man reference is, is correct as well like that's in the original okay. story it was after it was after Dragon Man that that uh, you know Hank had done some stuff and he built Ultron one right. uh, and so that all kind of mirrors up and in fact all all that crazy dialogue on the the last page that Ultron says all of that's uh, uh, out of the Roy Thomas. Book. That's what I was wondering. So yeah, we Brian went yeah. back and pulled it right out. 
So it's matched back up to kind of this is what actually happened. This wasn't uh, something twisted, and this is a new scene. This is yeah. this is how it. This that is was how it that happened. was Marvel, nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah. We are back on track. Uh, <laughs> well, we hope so. 10. There's only one issue left. At least that one. All right. So coming up, yeah, issue number ten, huge, bagged, a lot to address, a lot of artists. Yeah, a bunch of artists, uh, a bigger than normal issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the exact page count. Me too. It's in the thirties. Can't look because it's, it's in the thirty bag. or it's thirty or thirty or more. Right. Um, might be thirty-two, might be thirty-three. Like yeah. After after a while, it all blurs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's more. It's more than 20. you know. And uh, uh, you know, a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff will happen. Yep. And uh, a lot uh, of characters, a lot of really big artists, like we said. I think there's there's some great Butch guy stuff. Brand, Brandon and Carlos are both back. Both Brandon and Carlos. Brian uh, Hitches. Brian Hitches got material there. Alex Maleev. Alex Maleev. Right. Uh, David Marquez. Yep. Joe Sada. Sada guy. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting one. I think that's. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Maybe not. Maybe that's everyone was, I remember. Maybe it was Pacheco that I was thinking of. Yeah. Everyone gets a chance to shine. You'll get a lot of a lot of stuff. Right. But uh, all right, so that's coming out in two weeks. Before we get there, we of course have some questions from our listeners. All right. Your favorite part, uh, and you can ask questions of Tom. Using the hashtag this week in Marvel AU, and we will, yep, or ow as we prefer, and we will get to them. The ones we have this week first from Raf AB said Red Age of Ultron Nine by Brian Michael Bendis. Pretty sure the end explains why Wolverine is in so many teams at the same time. <laughs> so we've given we've solved a problem without even realizing it. A problem we didn't even have that's that's why Wolverine's in so many teams because there's more than one because there's there's tons of Wolverines and then they get around. together every Saturday and yep. tell each other all the stuff that they've been yep. through in case anybody asks right um, my twin cousins used to do that and they would take <laughs> they would take each other's classes seriously would, yep that's all like the, a Dobie Gillis episode. No, I was going to say, all the things, you, all the, like, twin plots you see on TV or in movies, my cousin, my identical twin cousins did it. They wow. Did all, they, that's great. At least they was, took advantage. They had a, they had a, they had a, a thing. Yeah. They had a circumstance, and they, had and to, they went for it. And they had to do it while they still looked like each other before they got older, and, you know, one was in one shape and one was another. But <laughs> that's either it. But, yeah, they, they did all that. And that's, and that's how Wolverine operates. That's it? Very much. All right, another one from Connor Blake. Any insight into why Wolverine, and this is gray suit Wolverine, didn't recognize the yellow suit? I think he did recognize it. He was more just, why are you wearing that? Yes. I, I, you know, it's not like, what is that strange costume yeah. you're wearing so much as it is, oh, who are you and what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, you know, also... Uh, you know, the, <laughs> yes, the old the older him had a had a had a finish doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. going to time, do all the stuff that he that he did in the present, come back, put on the yellow suit, and and show up here. Right. Um, so you know, younger Wolverine intuiting that the guy in the costume that's that was his earliest costume was in fact his future self would have been a little bit of a leap. Yeah, a little bit much. Um, yeah, there are any number of other equally or more ridiculous possibilities that it could have been. Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, Wolverine not knowing what the score was at that point kind of makes sense to me. Right. This next one's actually, I, this is interesting. It harkens back to some of the Heroic Age stuff Brian did and some stuff we've talked about on previous episodes involving Kang and Ultron and how they had this huge war going on. And he wants to know, so Kang lets all of this happen to beat 
Ultron. Uh, the Uncanny Avengers issue aside, is Kang just chilling in the time stream the whole time, just letting all this happen? Why is he not taking action? He's, uh, you know, he's he's in the Uncanny Avengers issue, obviously, mm-hmm. that, that, that had come out, and he's doing other stuff, and uh, he doesn't seem to be terribly concerned. Right. About what's going on here at the moment, right? At least so far, I got yeah. a whole other issue yet. It's true. Um, at least twenty-five more pages. But uh, you know, he he uh, in that in that uh, heroic age, that in that first uh, you know Kang Ultron story, mm-hmm. uh, you know he stood down. Their 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 conflict ended there, uh, and so there was no real there's no real requirement, no real need for Kang to get mm-hmm. involved at this point, right? So he's not, it's, yeah, like you said, he's not concerned. And yes. he's obviously Kang knows things that we don't know, <laughs> as always. All right. He's got twins to raise. He does. And they're a handful, um, as we will see. They keep posing as one another. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. The same classes Taking the same over classes, over. It's, it's <sighs> doing chores for each other. It's just a... It's so tough to keep track. Kang is going through what my Aunt Nancy went through. The exact same thing. <laughs> All right, we got one from Jordan from Jersey. This is a question that you knew was going to come up. Jordan White from Jersey? Is Jordan White? I think Jordan White is from New York, isn't he? He probably is. He's from all over. Yeah. Uh, Jordan White's been having a hard time because I keep thinking he edited Cable and X-Force, and I keep asking him about it, and he keeps insisting he never edited it. <laughs> and then I keep telling him I feel bad that he's no longer editing it, to which he says it's a whole thing. Uh, but Jordan from Jersey wants to know, so will modern Ultron ever actually show up in this? Book? <laughs> uh, see, I, just got classic Ultron. I, that's better. I kind mind. of. I mean, I, the the honest answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. You do get you know Ultron, the robot dude, in ten. Yep. Uh, but as soon as people started asking this, I sort of have I, I sort of have remorse. I sort of have regret that we got him into ten. Like I, I yeah, it would have been nice. I would have liked to have story. gone the whole thing without actually having Ultron. The, I would have liked the, to see in, that. in the robot body. Yeah, um, but uh, it is not to last. It is not to be. Right. Uh, within that tenth, uh, uh, beautifully black bagged copy. Yes. Uh, there is in fact Ultron, yeah. the robot guy. With his big grinning skull face, yeah, and we've even and shown his our, gangly, yeah. uh, uh, John Buscema esque uh, physique. Because yeah. we've shown the some of the the Butch pages where Thor's fighting, so he's right. definitely he's yep. there. And Thor's there too. Yeah, we've seen Thor Woo-hoo! this whole time. What a back treat! Alive. What a treat for that one guy who was listening way back when, who was upset he's about Thor. Gone. Yeah, he's abandoned <laughs> this. He's given up on Age of Ultron too soon. Haven't heard from him for a while. Too but soon. All right, from Carlo M. As always, a fantastic issue. Excellent. Thank you. Can you also tell us more about why... You'd answered this a bit, but maybe expand about why it had to be the older Wolverine that had to go. Like I say, I don't know that it had to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in fact, it probably would have made more more logical, more brain sense Mm -hmm. for it to be older Wolverine that survived. The guy that had been through all of this and that had learned from the experiences as opposed to the younger guy who was just told about them. Mm. But the older older Wolverine was the one that had done the deed and had seen the consequences of his actions and the one that that had to sort of uh, uh, you know, repent for it. Mm-hmm. And 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 repair it, um, you know. Him killing his younger self, there's no there's no there's no good in that. 
Uh, there's no, there's no honor in that. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's no redemption in that. Also, potentially, it prevents him from. Yeah, it's it's a big sloppy mess. Yeah, that's the whole thing we don't even <laughs> want to get into. Um, but uh, you know, of of the two of them, he's he's the one that felt, uh, yeah, that experienced all of that, and that that uh, uh, you know, felt the realization and the remorse, right. and and the need to atone, and so he's the guy that had to go down. Okay. Poor older Ultron. Well, oh, older Wolverine. Older Ultron. Older Ultron's Ultron. okay right now. We think. Well, we think. Yeah. Um, He's got a light bulb for a head right yeah. now. <laughs> My next issue, I'll get that all cleaned up. All right. I want to end the end this on a hopefully hopefully a good setup for you to talk about kind of what's what's to come. We'll see. And it's from Reg Mage Comics who said, if "What Tony said about time being able to die is true. How hasn't it died already? People have jumped time a lot." Um, well, people have jumped time a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but not perhaps uh, as much or in the way uh, or in the manner that we've seen here. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly we've seen stuff uh, similar to this in the past. Age of all, uh, Age of Apocalypse sure. was all about somebody going back into the past and accidentally killing uh, Professor X mm-hmm. before he could form the X-Men, and all of time completely changed into a crazy place and, and in the end got kind of put back and then somehow in some some bizarre manner I don't quite understand you know became a place that we could go to you know take a subway to and go yeah. to the age of apocalypse yeah but uh, you know be that as it may you know we've seen that there could be consequences to uh, 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 monkeying around with time uh, we haven't necessarily seen uh, the kinds of things done that uh, are done here or will be done here in number 10. So, uh, you know, my, my real answer here is, well, wait and see. We'll talk yeah. about it uh, after another comic book is done. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we will see what the fallout will be. And that is the perfect place to leave off here. Thanks, as always, to Tom, who we literally just bust into his office and <laughs> make him talk to us for a half hour. But he's a good sport about it. My pleasure. We will be back in two weeks with the big wrap-up. Age of Ultron number 10. It is coming out. I don't know the exact date. Top of my head. It's two weeks from Wednesday. Or is it a week from Wednesday? It's probably a week from Wednesday. It's a week from this Wednesday. Today's date is... Let's look at my calendar. Yeah, this is how press So it will be (laughs) June 19th. All right, so on June 19th, you're going to go. You're going to read Age of Ultron number 10. You're going to tweet us your questions, This Week in Marvel <laughs> AU. And your outrage. And your outrage and your satisfaction. And then we will be back in two weeks to talk about it. So, uh, I am Ben Morse, and this is Marvel, your universe.